Maryland lands a four-star commit. You are Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked On Terps part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Maryland lands four-star cornerback Kevin Humes. Another huge Pick up for Coach Loxley in the staff and landing four-star quarterback Kevin Huge just outside of the DMV area. Currently attends St. Francis Academy, which is an absolute football factory, one of the best high school programs in all the country. I love guys that come from St. Francis because they play a national schedule. They play the best teams every single year. They play the best players every single year they play against the best competition every single year and every single game is a hard game you don't get any buys you don't get any a team that's really bad when you go against when you play for St. Francis so I love guys that come from this program because iron sharpened iron they play against the best every day and they also play against the best which is a big deal I think when it comes to recruiting and making sure that you're getting the best players because sometimes you see a guy dominate lesser opponents and they're never as good as you think they are because they're just dominating guys that just aren't nearly as talented as them or they come in behind they're not used to the competition in college but Kevin Humes is playing some of the best players in the country every single day at practice. He's playing Division I talent in games. He's marking some of the best receivers overall. So I love guys that come from St. Francis. Some of the best players in college football kind of came from St. Francis. There's multiple players on the Maryland roster and in the 2024 class that are from St. Francis, like another four-star, Deshaun Williams, who's coming over um, the running back. So we're doing a really good job recruiting from St. Francis, which you absolutely want that connection to because they produce a lot of four-star players. And another really good player that I, I want to mention that went to St. Francis, Blake Corum went to St. Francis, the Michigan running back. So getting players like um, like um, like this kid, this cornerback, Kevin Humes, that's a four-star that's from St. Francis, is a big deal because it's one thing to be ranked high and you go into a place that's not very good. But when you go to a place like St. Francis and you're a highly ranked player, it's a big deal in my opinion because – it's a pretty it's it's I'm not gonna say it's a sure thing, nothing's a sure thing, but it's a pretty I think a pretty high percentage that the player is going to be good. But it's interesting. This guy is really highly ranked on rivals. Rivals, he's ranked as a four-star, 137th ranked nationally, third in the state of Maryland, and the 18th ranked quarterback. So that would put him across as one of the best players in the country, definitely up there for one of the better players in the country, one of the best cornerbacks, the top 20 cornerback in the nation overall. And I like to use the ranking that has them ranked as the highest overall because I like to give them the benefit of the doubt. And it also gets you a little bit more excited for the players. So 247 has them as a three-star and as a four-star in their composite rankings. But I'm going to go with this Rivals ranking as a four-star, 137th ranked nationally, a top 150 player in the class, 18th ranked quarterback, and third in the state of 
Maryland. So a huge, you can, you, it's a huge pickup for Coach Loxley and the rest of the staff. Had a ton of other big time offers. This wasn't, uh, this wasn't his only offer, Maryland. It wasn't like he had a bunch of like, just like pretty solid offers. Like, no, this guy had the big dogs. So he had Georgia, he had Tennessee, he had Notre Dame, he had Bama, he had Penn State, and more. He could have gone anywhere in the country. He everywhere wanted him. And you got to remember when players like this, these recruiting websites don't know everything. They do a really good job of ranking guys, and usually they, it's a pretty accurate job. Obviously, you get guys that are five stars that don't turn out, and you get guys that are like three stars that end up being some of the best players in the world and in the NFL. You see that all the time. But generally, they do a pretty solid job at projecting who the best players are going to be for sure because if you think about it, the teams with the top recruiting classes every single year are the teams that are top of the country. Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, um, Penn State, those type of teams, LSU, those blue blood teams usually have some of the best recruiting classes in the country, and they're usually top five, top ten teams in the country year in and year out. So usually they do a pretty accurate job. But to be sure, to be to really know how good a recruit is, maybe he's a three star, but he has other offers like Georgia, Tennessee, Notre Dame, Penn State, like this, like this guy does, like Kevin Humes has. Then you're like, oh, okay, the recruiting websites might just not understand how good of a player he is. But that's why it's kind of interesting that Rivals has him as really like. Oh, there's not usually this type of disparity between recruiting websites that Rivals has him as a top 150 player in the class and 137th ranked nationally, and 247 has him as a three star, four star on composite rankings. It's kind of interesting to see. But like I said, I'm going to go with the Rivals rankings overall but he's reclassifying up to the 2024 class so right now he is a 2025 but he's moving up to the 2024 class so we will see him next year for the Terps wouldn't be surprised if he gets some time I don't really know exactly how ready he is because he reclassified up that's also why um 247 might not have him as highly ranked I think at the 2025 maybe 247 has him ranked as like a really high ranked guy but overall he is reclassifying up, so I guess he's a little bit young, but he's he's going to be playing in this 2024 class. And he credited a lot of his commitment to Coach Azar, our new DB coach, which is big because Coach Azar, he came in from Boston College. He, he previously did um, work at Maryland a little while ago, but for Coach Azar to be pulling some of these guys, these highly ranked four-star guys that Nick Saban wanted, obviously Nick Saban's gone, but he had a picture um he has a picture posted on with Nick Saban on his Instagram. So you know that Bama wanted him. Bama had offered and for us to get him over Georgia and some of those other guys to commit to us. And he said that Coach Azar was one of the biggest reasons why he committed to Maryland because Coach Azar was one of the first teams that offered him at Boston College while he was in high school still. So Coach Azar definitely has some relationships that are going to be a big deal. And we talked about it on this. Coach Azar is a really top He's a really high-level recruiter. So we know overall that coaches are can do some really big things in the recruiting world overall. So for him to be able to do that and to pull this kid from St. Francis four-star is a big deal. So coaches are definitely off to a really good spot in recruiting. And when he turn over on the speed, this kid's got speed, speed. He might be the fastest on the team right away, which is Big for the cornerback position, which is big for us to have that kind of athleticism in the back end for makeup speed, for sticking with guys, sticking with speed, sir, to be able to press coverage and to be able to not worry about getting beat over the top. For all that type of stuff, it looks 
like he has a lot of a lot of it. it looks like Kevin Humes has a lot of that type of stuff and is made of the right type of things that he's a lot of God-given talent, a lot of God-given athleticism that you just can't teach, which which you want from a lot of these guys. It's how a lot of them become really great players, guys that have the talent but also have the work ethic, which it looks like he has. Which, and another interesting thing is when you watch the film, he can play outside or inside. So he can play kind of both both um, cornerback positions, which reminds me a lot of Tarheep Still. Think about what Tarheep Still did um, two years ago. Not, not I guess you would consider last year, like not last year, but two years ago. Um, two, uh, he played on the outside, or he played in the inside. Excuse me. When we had two NFL guys on the outside, and Jacorian Bennett and Deontay Banks, we had Tarheep Still play the nickel. And then this year, when we didn't have as much talent on the outside, and Deontay Banks and Jacorian Bennett were gone. We moved Tarheep still to the, to the outside. So Tarheep still could play the outside or the inside. So he reminds me a lot of that. I think he could take over four in that nickel position. I think he'd be a really good nickel player. I think he could take over four Glendon Miller. He has a lot more speed and twitchiness than Glendon Miller, but Glendon Miller is the taller guy. So our quarterback room is stacked with recruits right now. We lost Tarheep still, of course, and we lost Shaquan Shepard, but we added four-star Braden Lee, and we added four-star Kevin Humes, and we also added transfer Jalen Husky. So two four-stars on the outside in that cornerback room. Really big gets for Coach Loxley, Coach Azar, and the the entire defensive staff. I think it's in a really good spot, and I expect some of these guys to play right away, play pretty early overall. The Maryland basketball team is starting to figure things out. I will tell you about that after this ad from FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch and grabbing your favorite football snack and placing some super bets. Super Bowl Sunday is like a holiday. You grab your friends, you grab some wings, and you watch the game. It's amazing. Everyone loves doing it. Seems like a holiday. It's a tradition. It's like every single year you watch the Super Bowl. But FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a dub or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So the Maryland basketball team is starting to figure things out, and things are starting to go our way. The Terps just crushed Nebraska 51 to 73. And I haven't been able to talk about this game because my mic and my computer haven't been working. And so I haven't really been able to talk about this game, but I've been really wanting to talk about it. The Terps are starting to figure it out. A complete performance from Maryland that we had. Uh, it was a complete performance definitely last Saturday against Nebraska. We went up 27 to 44 in the first half, and the Terps dominated most of the game. The first couple minutes of the game, first five, seven, eight minutes, we didn't, we weren't playing particularly well, and it looked like it could be one of those games. But that often happens in college basketball and the Maryland Terrapins. We often can start slow in the first half. We've been a second half team, but we rebounded in the first half 
going up 27 to 44. We looked like a complete team, and we also won the second half 24 to 29. It was a complete performance. I think we're starting to figure things out. I haven't seen us put up a complete performance like I did this game against Nebraska. I haven't seen us play quite to this level for an entire 40 minutes like I did against Nebraska. It probably was our best game of the season overall, and I really do think the Terps are starting to figure things out everywhere. I'm talking about offensively. I'm talking about defensively. I'm talking about Kevin Willard. I'm talking about guys off the bench. We are starting to figure things out as a Maryland basketball team. I think we're really starting to take on that next level, and I think we can do something pretty special at the end of the season. But we started to figuring things out offensively in this game. We have struggled all year against offensively. Offensively, We have been terrible at times offensively. Think about when we scored 15 points in the first half against Villanova. Couldn't score the ball at all. Think about some games where we just couldn't even score, even against lesser opponent teams, and we looked pretty terrible overall. But we have started to figure things out offensively. We have been a lot better offensively over the last couple of games, and we were very good good team offensively against Nebraska. We finally could shoot the ball. We, at a certain point this year, we were like one of the worst shoot three-point shooting teams in the entire college basketball. Like That's how the stats had us. They had us one of the worst shooting performances in all of college basketball on the season, if you looked at it. And we're still probably in the bottom of the entire country in terms of shooting. But Maryland could shoot the ball against Nebraska. We shot 42% from the three-point line, which is not normal for us. We, at times this year, could barely shoot above 30%. Like, shooting above 30% was good. We were usually, like, in the 20, like, 6, 27, 28 type of range. And then this game against Nebraska, we shoot for 42%. So we're starting to find our three-point shot, I think. And we also shot 71% from the free throw line, which I think is a solid thing place to be at and we also didn't turn over the ball a lot offensively we turned over the ball only eight times which is a great number if you're turning over the ball eight times perfect type of number that the Terps absolutely needed to be at which which was a, a big difference in the game Nebraska turned over the ball almost 18 times compared to our eight times so overall offensively we're playing a lot better we're shooting the ball better I think there's a lot more rhythm it looks a lot more natural and a lot of credit has to go to Kevin Willard for that, for being able to create that type of game, be able to create that type of game plan offensively. We've done a lot better job offensively. We're starting to figure things out on the offense side of the ball. Our shots are starting to fall. We're also starting to figure things out on the defense side of the ball. I don't want to say figure out stuff on the defense side of the ball because we've already been so good on the defense side of the ball. I think that's our identity right now playing good defense. We're one of the top teams in the Big Ten in defense and in the entire country. If you go to Ken Palm and look at some of their statistical stuff, which they do a really good job, you might have to pay for it, but Maryland's defensive statistics are among the top of the country. We continue to be one the best team probably in the Big Ten in terms of defensively, and it, and it showed this game against Nebraska. We forced Nebraska to only 51 points, and we also forced them to 18 turnovers, like I just said. We forced them to turn over the ball 10 more times than we did. And another thing is we forced their two best players to have bad games. Um, Mass, their best one of their best players down low at the power forward position. He dropped 30 against Ohio State before us, 30 points against Ohio State, and we forced him to six points. That's a big deal. When a guy goes from six, 30 points to six points, 
24-point difference. If you can do that, you're going to win games. If you force one of the best players to six instead of having like 12, 15, that's what I said. I said he can't have one of those games where he goes for 20, 25. He's got to have one of those games where he goes for 8, 10, 12 points, and we force him to six, even above my expectations. And then probably their best player, Casey, who's one of the more exciting players to watch in the Big Ten, only shot three for 10 and one for five from the three-point arc and only had seven points. So we defended their two best players under 10 points. And at that point, if you would have told me that before the game, I would have said we won it because my two keys for the game was you can't let both Casey and Mass go off. Because if they both go off, we probably don't win the game. It's going to be really hard to stop them defensively. And it's going to be really hard to win the game if they both go off. But if only one of them goes off, I, I think we have a really good shot at winning the game, especially at home. But neither of them went off. So credit to our defense overall, forcing both of them to play pretty poor basketball overall and to shoot the ball pretty poor. So we're doing a great job covering their best players and if we can continue to do that the rest of the season stopping teams from their best player going off and forcing other guys to score the ball that's when you hit gold in basketball whether in the nba um college basketball when you force other guys that aren't used to making as many plays that's when you can be at a really good spot overall especially defensively and just overall in the game but i really do think we're starting to figure things out over the last four we're two and two which i think is very solid in the big 10 if you're about 500 it's, it's not a bad spot to be. You get into the tournament going 500 in the Big Ten if you've done fine out of conference overall. I don't know if this Maryland team can, but other teams can get into the tournament with being about 500 in the Big Ten. And the reason I say we're starting to figure things out is we won our last two. We beat Nebraska at home, and then we also beat Iowa. And then we, we lost to Michigan State, but we only lost to Michigan State only by two. And that Michigan State team is going to be good no matter what. I don't care if it's a down year. Tom Izzo always has them at a a pretty solid spot. I think they're a really good team on paper. I know they haven't played up to their potential maybe at times, but still one of the best coaches in all of college basketball and definitely a solid team. And then we lost Northwestern by only three. So all winnable games. And if you would have told me that we're starting to earlier in the season that at this point in the Big Ten play, basically every game has been winnable and especially on this little four game then i would this four game skid then i would say we're in a good spot if we're two and two at in these last four games and we lost two two games that are one possession losses to northwestern and michigan state i say that we're not in a bad spot at all as a program if we're able to do that and we're starting to learn how to be in games and earlier in the season we were in a lot of games and we're starting to learn how to be able to be able to win close games we were 0-5 in one possession games and we beat Iowa so I think we're starting to figure things out in that type of game which was a back and forth close game Nebraska obviously we crushed but we're we're learning how when a team plays poor and when a team doesn't play up to their potential instead of beating them by six five four points and keeping it kind of close we're learning how to beat them by by 20 points 15 points I think we're learning how to do that overall but I think we're starting to figure out how to be in games how to win these close games, and I really do think we're, we're figuring things out offensively, which is really important to be able to score some points. I think this Terp team is really starting to learn how to attack in different ways, how to be more balanced as a team overall, and we'll talk about that right now. The Maryland team is dangerous when certain guys step up. I will tell you about those guys after this ad from Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics. 
right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my parents or one of my siblings got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from a life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff can happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com and use code Locked On to get $20 off your first order. If these guys play well, Maryland basketball, I think, can be a borderline top 25 team. It's not going to show in the rankings, but I mean in terms of how we're playing, in terms of how our talent is. I think we're kind of too deep to be able to actually potentially be ranked. But when multiple guys contribute, not just Shamir Young, not just one or two guys, not just Shamir Young and Julian Reese, or not just Shamir Young and Dante Scott, or not just Shamir Young, I think we are a very scary team. And that's what happened against Nebraska. Multiple guys showed up, and there was a lot of balance. There was balance from the starters, and there's also balance from the bench. Starting with Jamie Kaiser, who's been very hot and cold this year. At times, I've been like, he looks really solid as a player. Then other times, I'm like, he can't find his rhythm. He can't find his stroke. We know he's an elite shooter, but you just can't find it. And he's just a freshman but he produced against Nebraska off the bench. He did some big things against Nebraska off the bench. And when he can play to that level at that he played against Nebraska, going through four for five from the three-point line and dropping 14 points off the bench and being our second leading scorer off the bench, it can really help this team in the balance of the team. If Jamie Kaiser just shoots a higher percentage from the three-point line, he always takes about three, four, three-point shots per game. And if instead of making one, he starts to make two per game or the games he makes zero, he makes one, it can really be the difference. Because when he goes four from five from the three-point line, we it's so hard to beat us as a team. And he really can do that. He has that type of stroke. He helps us be more balanced off the bench. But he's definitely been up and down. But when he's up, we're a much better team, obviously. And then Jahari Long, who I still think should be a starter, provides a really solid spark off the bench in terms of scoring. Maybe it's better if he comes off the bench because it gives us some scoring options off the bench overall. But Jahari Long dropped 11 points and went three for four from the three-point line and shot 75% from the three-point line. So Kaiser shot seven, shot 80%, while Jahari Long shot 75%. We're not going to get that type of shooting from these guys, but if they can continue to give us scoring off the bench, I think it can help us a lot, and I think it's a big deal overall. And they did that in this game. So if they continue to shoot at a high level, I think it's a very it's a huge deal for the Terps to have that scoring off the guys. Having two guys off the bench that get double figures, which hasn't happened this year, is a big deal for us to get production off of our bench. It takes some some of the some of the pressure off of our starters, which we need for the rest of the season. If we want any shot at margin going on this type of win, this win streak that we're going to need and win most of the games for the rest of the season, which I don't think we – I'm not saying we can do, but I'm not counting us out – to go on some type of really cool run at the end of the season. And we also saw Deshaun Harris-Smith have nine points. He struggled, so getting nine for him is big, and he also hit a three-point shot, which 
We haven't seen him do much. We've seen him struggle from the three-point line. So for him just to get a three-point shot is a big deal. So the team was a lot more balanced. And it made sense for Jameer Young to not play his best and for other guys and for us to still win because other guys stepped up. Jameer Young only had 12 points and went five for 15 shooting. So definitely not his best shooting game. I would say that's a bad game for Jameer Young. But when Jameer Young can drop 12 and we still win, that's when we're in a really good spot as a program. And that's what happened last game. I think we're making a lot of production when something like that could happen overall. So I think we're in a pretty good spot overall on um, Maryland basketball is in terms of we are improving. I think we've gotten a lot better. And Julian Reese led the way with 15 points, three steals and 10 rebounds. It's bounce. We're scary when we're bounced. We're in a good spot right now if we can continue to be bounced like that. Our best team isn't when Jameer Young drops 35. That's cool and all when he drops 30 points and whatever, but that's not when we're at our best. We're at our best when multiple guys step up and we find some balance in this team. But when those guys step up, I think we're a really scary team and we're very dangerous overall, especially Kaiser and Jahari Long, and then Deshaun Harris-Smith as well, even though he's usually a starter every single game. He still can step up some in some games. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Locked on Turfs. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're here every day talking Maryland football and basketball, so thank you for listening to Locked on Turfs.